Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. A 49-year-old swimmer on Fire Island was bitten on the left wrist and buttocks last evening by a shark. Suffolk police said, as reported on Newsday.com, the man from Arizona was waist deep in the water at Seaview Beach when the incident happened at 6.05 p.m. Wednesday, police said he was taken by Suffolk Police Helicopter to Stony Brook University Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Lifeguards leave at 5 p.m. when the beach is closed. The swimmer, who was with his 15-year-old nephew visiting from Arizona, was in the water after hours. According to Ocean Beach Fire Chief Ian Levine. There have been a spate of shark attacks on Long Island this summer, including on Fire Island. Meanwhile, earlier yesterday, farther east, in Suffolk County, Sean Donnelly said he was lying on his surfboard Wednesday morning when a shark bit his left calf, striking with enough force to drive the six-foot to 210-pound man into the water. He saw its brown dorsal fin coming around for more, so he hopped on his board and started punching furiously at its snout. Donnelly, 41, of Mastic Beach, recalled hours later, telling Newsday, Every thought in my head was paddle into shore. The 7.30 a.m. attack marked the second at Smith Point County Park in Shirley in 10 days and another in a series of shark-related incidents on Long Island this summer. It was the same stretch of water where lifeguard Zach Gallo was bitten by a shark on the hand and chest on July 3. Donnelly said he was aware of the recent uh, incidents when he entered the water on Wednesday, but they weren't going to stop him. He's been surfing there since he was 12 and goes several days a week before work as an attorney. Quote, it was a calculated risk that I got wrong, he said. Wednesday morning, he was lying flat on his board with his legs dangling off the sides, perhaps 12 yards off the beach in water about seven feet deep. After the shark struck him, he said he could see its dorsal fin in the top of its spotted brown body. He thinks it was a sand tiger shark, perhaps about five feet long. Quote, I got back on my board. He came right under me on my right. The water was sandy. I couldn't even see my board. After punching the predator away, he caught a lucky break, literally. Quote, I paddled like hell. After a couple of strokes, a wave broke behind me and pushed me to shore. I thought, I can't believe what's just happened. Here in Southampton, the Southampton Town Board unanimously approved sending the creation of a community housing fund to the voters in November this past Tuesday. Now it's in the hand of the voters, Southampton Town Supervisor Jay Schneiderman said yesterday. Quote, shall a local law amending Chapter 140 of the Southampton Town Code to fund affordable housing opportunities in the town by establishing a half percent tax paid by the purchaser on the transfer of real property in the town with funds deposited in the Southampton Community Housing Fund to address affordable housing in the town be approved? That's the question voters will see on their ballots this November. Kitty Merrill reports on 27East.com that the subject of two public hearings that drew opinions from fewer than two dozen speakers, most of them supported, the CHF looks to fund solutions to Southampton's uh, housing crisis. Quote, 
We certainly could use some financial resources to help deal with the crisis. That's Jay Schneiderman again. I think people understand the cost of housing is way beyond the reach of our workforce and major action is needed. Quote, he estimated that the CHF could generate $10 million a year for the creation of affordable housing in the town of Southampton. Looking east in the same week that two bicyclists were killed on South Fork Roads, East Hampton Town agreed to settle a lawsuit filed by the family of a man who was struck by a vehicle while riding his bike on Springy Banks Road in 2010 for two and a half million dollars. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that the East Hampton Town Board approved the settlement, which the town will only have to pay 25000 of, with the rest covered by its liability insurance. Uh, that's last Thursday. Uh, well, last Thursday, July 7th, the day after an 11-year-old was struck and killed on Townline Road, and four days after a 70-year-old man was killed while biking on Montauk Highway in Napeague. The lawsuit stemmed from a 2010 accident in which a man riding his bike on Springy Banks Road was struck by a car that had just turned onto the road from Three Mile Harbor. The lawsuit blamed the town of East Hampton for the accident, in part claiming that a crosswalk the bicyclist was using was not clearly marked and in an inherently dangerous location. The Springy Banks Road crosswalk is now preceded by two yellow warning signs to motorists turning off Three Mile Harbor Road. And finally, consumer prices in the New York City metropolitan area rose an eye-popping 6.7% in June compared with the year earlier, though future increases may be smaller as higher interest rates force consumers and businesses to spend less. Experts said James T. Medora reports on Newsday.com that the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics reported yesterday that its consumer price index for the 25-county region that includes Long Island increased last month at the fastest rate year-over-year since August 1990. The index's rise was largely due to the cost of gasoline and other energy, according to the Bureau's regional commissioner, William J. Sibley. Pump prices were up 60.2% in June compared with a year earlier. That's the biggest annual increase since April of 1980. Cost of electricity rose 11.8% year-over-year, while natural gas was up 29.9%. Groceries climbed, uh, grocery prices climbed 10.1% overall last month compared with June 2021. But some categories had bigger year-over-year increases, including non-alcoholic beverages up 12% and cereal and bakery items up 16%. John A. Rizzo, an economist and Stony Brook University professor, said inflation may have peaked in June because interest rate hikes by the, uh, the Fed are now reducing the cost of some commodities, quote, Commodity prices in a number of areas, including food and oil, are coming down because of the anticipation of an economic slowdown due to higher interest rates. I think we may be hitting the peak right now of of consumer prices, he said. I anticipate next month's inflation reading to be a bit better, end quote. Rizzo and others predicted the Fed would again raise interest rates later this month, which will further slow economic growth as consumers curb their spending. If they cut back too much, the economy will fall into recession because 70% of economic activity is derived from consumer spending. Hashtag the more you know. What matters is getting a handle on inflation, Rizzo said. If we have two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, which is a recession, that's less damaging than out-of-control inflation. Reading the weather in Mattituck this morning in honor of our first guests, Megan Duffy and Michael Krulder, a.k.a. Mimi and Roger from the Youth on Stage production of Rent coming to the North Fork Community 
theater stage, looking like a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms today, mainly after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 85 degrees. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming light and variable in the morning tonight, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 10 p.m., Partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. Calm wind becoming north around 5 miles per hour after midnight. Right now it's 72 degrees. I am your friendly uh, morning show host here with a little note. Be wary when you are uh, swimming at dawn and dusk. Big feeding times for sharks. And also uh, do not swim like a broken fish. Uh, make sure to not be flailing about. Uh, do be careful and... Key and uh, Watch out out there. Um, so unfortunately, I'm not going to be playing any tracks from Rent this morning. I went with an all blues show, which I actually did for you fairly recently, but I made sure to pick different tracks, uh, even from uh, such uh, people as Tommy Johnson and Mississippi John Hurt. I do love to play Avalon Blues, but uh, I went with Coffee Blues to give you something Different all blues because we've got Carrie Carney joining us at the bottom of the next hour. Uh, Carrie will be one of the performers at the blues centric Folky Fest that uh, yours truly will actually be hosting. Very honored to be helping out Gail Field and the Folky Fest folks over at Mauritius Community Center. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Tommy Johnson, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station. W-L-I-W-F-M. Back that phone while I'm going over 
Coffee blues, I like to straight and grand, nice as how. It's good till the last drop, just like it says on the can. I used to have a good cooking with Mac's house. He moved away. Some said Memphis and some said Leland. But I found him. I wanted to cook with him with Mac's house. I understand that's why I can get just a spoonful of Mac's house. Do me much good as two or three cups of this other coffee. I've got to go to Memphis, from there to Leland. I want to see my babe, bottle of and spoon, bottle of and spoon, spoon. Well, I've just got to have my love here. I found her. Good morning, baby. How you do this morning? Well, please, ma'am, just a loving spoon. Just a loving spoonful. I was glad I got to have my old loving spoon. My baby packed a suitcase and she went away. I couldn't let her stay for my loving, my loving spoonful. Well, I've just got to have my loving. Good morning, baby. How you do this morning? Well, please, ma'am. Just a loving spoon. Just a loving spoonful. Well, I've just got to have my loving. Oh, the preacher in the pulpit, jumping up and down. He laid his Bible down before his loving. Ain't Max's house all right? I've just got to have my loving. You can bring me whiskey. You can bring me tea. Nothing satisfies me, man, but my loving spoon. My loving. Well, I've just got to have my loving. Good morning, baby. How you do this morning? Well, please, ma'am. Just a loving, just a loving spoonful. Make things all right with a loving. When your baby gets mad and she won't do right, go to bed at night. Get a loving, well, a loving spoonful. Well, I've just got to have my loving. Good morning, baby. How you do this morning? Well, please, ma'am. Just loving. Oh, the wings they rule, they raise and sing. It's all about that loving, that loving spoonful. 
I'm Clance, all right. Bad levels. The one and only Mississippi John Hurt after the one and only Tommy Johnson. Next up, Rory Block. Absolutely love how she, uh, you know, pays tribute to some of the great blues masters. Like Sunhouse will play Low Down Dirty Dog Blues after we speak with two local kids who are going to be Roger and Mimi in the upcoming Youth on Stage production of Rent for, what is this, Thursday? The Thoughtful Thursday edition uh, or segment underwritten by Green Hill Kitchen. Uh, Megan Duffy and Michael Krulder joining us in just a moment. But first, Rory Block, Depot Blues on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Yeah. 
What a badass. Rory Block from her Blues Walking Like a Man tribute to Sunhouse record. We'll play a little Sunhouse on the back of this next interview. Uh, two more badasses joining me this morning on the Heart of the East End's Thoughtful Thursday segment, underwritten by Green Hill Kitchen, Megan Duffy and Michael Krulder, a.k.a. Mimi and Roger, from the Youth on Stage production of Rent, coming to the North Fork Community Theater stage. I was lucky enough to be at the NFCT Gala and see uh, what I think was an awesome medley from Rent. And I, I believe it was just after you guys really started uh, getting ready for the performances. Am I on deck there, Michael? And did I pronounce your last name right? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Krolder. Krolder oh. But, uh, but it's all good. It happens all the time. All right, so so had you guys tell me the story of the NFCT gala before we go ahead and talk about the actual production coming up? Unless did you guys already start performing? Um, uh, before, well, not yeah. Go ahead, uh, Megan. So pretty much we had um, we had about a week and a half before the gala because we had just started rehearsals. Um, so we've had about a week and a half before the gala to really prepare ourselves and get a little bit of a taste of rent to be able to show to the audience. And um, we haven't started performances yet. Performances actually start a week from today. You know, and you absolutely crushed it. And, you know, what I was surprised, I hadn't seen rent uh, since I was about 14 or 15. And what I was surprised about is how fresh it still feels in 2022. Uh, Michael, what what do you uh, think of Rent, and what has your history with this play been? Well, Rent, to me, is just this beautiful story of, of people coming together in times of, of like, uh, times of trouble, I guess. I mean, uh, it's, it's a show that, sure, it has heavy subject matter, but it, it reminds you that no matter what you're going through, no matter who you're with, someone always has your back. And I, I think that's just beautiful. I mean, my story with the show personally, I, I've i always, like, listened to it. it is always, it's always been in the back of my head, essentially, but I was I never thought I'd actually get to be able to perform in it. But now that I, I have or I, I will be performing in it and all these characters are, are coming to me and, and I get to embrace it fully. It's just, I have so much more appreciation for everything about it. And as Roger, no less. Now you, Megan, can you talk a little bit about your history with youth on stage and uh, coming to this performance as Mimi? Um, well, I have been in the youth on stage program, um, for a while. I've, you know, it was about every other summer, um, since I was 14, um, I'm 19 years old now. So I have had, um, a lot of great experience in the youth on stage program. It's a very welcoming and comfortable home for the youth that appreciates theater. And it's not only a coming together, but a great way to make friends and learn new theater experience that you never thought you could learn before. Now with Mimi, um, I can relate to her in very many ways. Um, and I was absolutely honored to be able to play her. 
And with rent, I just think right now, as in a time of trying to come together and and just be there for one another, like Michael said, it it's quite moving. You know, there's so many there's so many different impacts that the conflicts in the show make, and it's they're very clear. You know, it it, it can make friendships very like. Right, tenuous. You know, it's interesting, the parallels between Rent, the production, and the youth on stage uh, program itself. Michael, what about you? What's your history with youth on stage? Uh, it's very similar. I, I've been doing it for about three or four years now. I'm 20 now. So um, it, it's always been uh, something that I constantly look forward to and I think one of the biggest aspects of it that I that keeps coming that keeps having me come back is that it's a giant family you know everybody that does it always back and it's always just a good time with your friends it doesn't even matter about what show you're doing what anything like that it's it's all about getting together having fun with your friends and being in this area where it's just you get to make beautiful beautiful art and that's it's something really, really just important, and I feel like almost taking advantage. So, so rent opens next week, July twenty first. Uh, so, and and I'm curious because I want to I want to know a little bit more about youth on stage. Hopefully, uh, inspire some some kids out there to get involved uh, with NFCT. If not youth on stage, um, you're twenty now, Michael. When do you age out, or is that a thing? Uh, yeah, so there is a a way to age out. Uh, you age out at 22, so it still gives uh, a chance for kids in college uh, or even graduated college in some cases to um to still get to perform with the theater. But anyone from ages 14 to 22, it's it's open to all. You don't need any theater experience beforehand, and uh, it's really just a, a like a fantastic time for everyone really if you want to get tickets or get involved nfct.com before i let you guys go uh megan do you want to talk a little bit about the actual process of getting ready for next week Uh, where are you guys now and what are you working on to tighten up ahead of the first performance well i was just talking last night to one of the um NFCT board members, Mary Mono Kalich, and I was saying to her, I really am looking at this and we have a show. You know, we have pretty much everything blocked, everything choreographed, and everybody feels their character. We all get so placed in the story that we have a show now. You know, I don't know if I can speak for Michael, but I have noticed that Michael is a great actor and since he is he is able to help me get into my character and story and I believe that's the same amongst the whole cast I love it so we now have not only a show that is choreographed and blocked but we feel all the emotions and we're able to project that and show that to the audience members now we have a couple of more days which will be tech week and making sure everything is perfectly in line 
and on Thursday we opened. So excited. This Tony uh, Award and Pulitzer Prize winning play, uh, Rent, is going to be presented by Youth on Stage starting July 21st through August 7th. Again, you can get tickets at nfct.com. I'm Gianna. That was Megan and Michael, a.k.a. Mimi and Roger. This was the Thoughtful Thursday segment underwritten by Green Hill Kitchen. Got a little sunhouse for you. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. NFCT.com for tickets, my friends. Cause I'm still worried. Who 
Blues all show long this morning in honor of our next guest, the one and only Carrie Carney, moving from Sunhouse appropriately to Robert Johnson. Dead Shrimp Blues, here's one you don't often hear from man, Robert Johnson himself, on WLIWFM.
Robert Johnson on WLIWFM 16 minutes before the next NPR news break and local news update. I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of The Heart of the East End, the morning and midnight show here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station to let you know it is a great weekend for the blues uh, out here on Long Island. Not only will the blues edition of Folky Fest be coming for you at the Marich's Community Center, at which I think you can go to marichescommunitycenter.org to find out more. Carrie Carney joining us at the bottom of the next hour to talk more about that. I'll get to ask the um, New York Blues Hall of Famer, what is the blues? But I believe Foster Europe Band is playing at Green Hill Kitchen uh, as per the promo we read for this weekend. You can find out more information. Oh, I think it's it's something. Hold on. Let me let me just look it up for you just so I know that I'm giving you the right information. Because it's like, I think it's ah, greenhillny.com. Moving from Robert Johnson to Blind Lemon Jefferson. This is Rabbit Foot Blues. Uh, I got it from a long, lonesome blues lemons text revealed record. That one going out to Joe Laura, wherever he may be. Because I know I played a Blind Lemon Jefferson track off of uh, some sort of compilation record. And Joe said, that's not... Blind Lemon. I want to make sure that we're playing who we're supposed to be playing. Uh, Buddy Moss on deck after that. Magic Dick and Jay Giles. It's the Blues edition of The Heart here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. 88.3 throughout eastern Long Island and Connecticut. Um, 96.9 on your FM dial if you're listening from central or western Suffolk County and corresponding sections of Connecticut, of course, you can stream us from wherever you are at uh, WLIWFM.org. I know that the Lawlers and Karens were doing such from Ireland recently, so just goes to show we are wherever you are. I'm Jana Volpe. This is Blind Lemon Jefferson, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Very crunchy. Here on Long Island's only NPR radio station from Blind Lemon Jefferson to Buddy Moss. We usually play music from all decades and genres. We're all blues all morning long this morning on WLIWFM.
all blues all morning long from Buddy Moss to Magic Dick and Jake Giles Little Car Blues on Long Island's only NPR radio station WLIWFM Check your baby, your was low. When I check your batteries, you know your horn wouldn't even blow. Oh, baby, let me ride your automobile. Cause I know you got a good little car, darling, but you got too many drivers at your wheel. Said you wanted to know, baby, and know the way I feel. Well, put one leg around me, darling, and the other one on the wheel. Oh, baby, let me ride in your automobile. Cause I know you got a good little car, darling, but you got too many drivers at your wheel. Tip, 
Tip of the hat to all of those of you out there behind the wheel right now. Uh, I've been playing this show by ear this morning. Hashtag see what I did there. And could you tell it's a blues edition, all blues edition of the heart here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station in honor of the surprise guest from the upcoming Folky Fest song sung blue the one and only Carrie Carney joining us at the bottom of the next hour for the uh, Hot Sounds edition on Thursdays, underwritten by William Riss Gallery. I'm Gianna Volpe, going from Magic Dick and Jay Giles' Little Car Blues to Leroy Carr. These are the How Long, How Long Blues here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. We'll be back after the NPR news break and the local news update. With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. The $3 billion Keep Kids Fed Act, which was praised by advocates who called the school lunch waivers a critical source of nutrition for low-income children throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, has received further funding, but only through the summer. 
Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that this means that beginning this fall, parents will have to apply for free and reduced priced meals. Lisa Davis, senior vice president of Share Our Strength, an organization fighting childhood hunger, said the change will result in a logistical nightmare because not only will parents have to remember to fill out paperwork, but fewer children will also qualify. Quote, for two and a half years, families haven't had to fill out an application, she said. Now all of a sudden they will, and there's not a lot of time to communicate with them. The measure does, though, provide schools with a higher reimbursement rate per meal, up 40 cents for for school lunch and 15 cents for every school breakfast, above the annual inflationary adjustment for the next school year, and it offers more flexible guidelines for school nutrition programs coping with supply chain problems and short staffing. To cover the cost of inflation, some local districts have already planned to raise prices this upcoming school year. Each meal in East Hampton is going up 15 cents, Superintendent Adam Fine said. Assistant Superintendent for Business Sam Schneider said that is the most the state allows food prices to raise year over year. Quote, I think at a bunch of different levels, we're at an inflection point, East Hampton Board of Education member Jackie Lowy said last week. Food prices are way, way up, and I want to make sure our kids are still eating. I want to make sure they don't have to pay too much because a lot of people are still financially pressed. In Hampton Bays, breakfast costs $1 across the district, while lunch costs $2.50 at the elementary school, $3 at the middle school, and $3.25 at the high school. Prices are set by school districts, usually with school board oversights. On Long Island, commuters expressed outrage last night over how the MTA's $11.2 billion Eastside Access mega project could result in longer travel times for them. Alfonso A. Castillo reports on Newsday.com that the overwhelming majority of the 257 registered speakers at a virtual public meeting held by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, the LIRR's parent organization, came from the Port Washington area and decried what they said was a disproportionately negative impact on their line. Although the LIRR does plan to increase the number of trains running on the Port Washington branch, they would alternate between Penn Station and the railroad's forthcoming 2nd Manhattan Terminal, Grand Central Madison. That means there would be fewer trains to and from Penn than than there are now, and far fewer than before the railroad reduced service at the start of the pandemic. Several speakers said they were looking forward to the benefits of Eastside Access, which is scheduled for completion in December, until the railroad released its service plan last month. In a statement, MTA spokesman Sean Butler said the authority was pleased to be receiving so much feedback on our new schedules as part of a robust public engagement process. The MTA's multi-billion dollar investment in Grand Central Madison will increase service by 40 percent, provide hundreds of thousands of Long Island commuters with more service options, and improve both service reliability and on-time performance, said the MTA spokesman. Speakers' gripes over the plan uh, weren't limited to Port Washington. Others complained about the elimination of most direct services between Long Island and Brooklyn and of the lack of service increases in parts of Suffolk that rely on diesel trains because tracks on the east end are not electrified. And here in Southampton, a search was underway for a 22-year-old man who jumped into the Shinnecock Canal early this morning. According to Southampton Town Police, at 2.11 a.m., a man leaving the Dream Nightclub on Canal Road 
in Hampton Bays, walked across Canal Road and jumped into the murky water, planning to swim across. His female companion watched him for a few minutes, then lost sight of him. She spent four minutes searching for him before calling police, according to town police Lieutenant Susan Ralph. Kitty Merrill reports on 27East.com that town police, bay constables, town fire marshals, and the Southampton Village Police Canine Unit responded to the area, as did the U.S. Coast Guard. Volunteers from the Southampton, North Sea, and Hampton Bay's fire departments also joined the search, and the police department's unmanned aircraft was utilized as well. The current in the canal is swift and strong. Last year, a fisherman, aided by a handful of others at the scene, pulled a woman from the canal. She'd jumped in, and in that instance, Dream Security was alerted right away, as were nearby police. Reading the weather in Center Mariches in honor of New York Blues Hall of Famer Kerry Carney, the surprise guest of this Sunday's Folky Fest there between uh, 2 and 5 at the community center. Looking like a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 2 p.m. today. Otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 84 degrees light and variable wind becoming south around 6 miles per hour in the morning. Make sure to wear your sunscreen, my friends, and bring water with you. Stay hydrated. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 1 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, light and variable wind. Right now, it's 78 degrees. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, This is the Blues edition of The Heart in honor of Carrie joining us at the bottom of the hour. So mm, 10 or so minutes here. Um, And this is, ah, the Beatles. I played a little St. Louis Blues Studio Jam from them. Luke Jordan on deck after that with the Church Bells Blues and Big Maceo Worried Life Blues here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Luke Jordan. Over in the corner, poor grandmammy had on 
so bad are us to part but someday baby I ain't gonna worry my life anymore so many nights since you've been gone I've been worried and grieving life alone but someday baby I ain't gonna worry my life anymore so many days since you went away I had to worry both night and day but someday, baby, I ain't gonna worry my life anymore. No, boy, I ain't gonna worry my life no more. Yeah, yeah.
yes, I go. How much I love you, nobody knows. But someday, baby, I ain't gonna worry my life anymore. So that's my story. This is all I got to say to you. Goodbye, baby, and I don't care what you do. But someday, baby, I ain't gonna worry my life anymore. I'm not going to worry my life anymore, but I am going to enjoy some Howlin' Wolf. These are the Howlin' Blues, Long Island's only NPR radio station. I'll slip in some Sippy Wallace if uh, Carrie doesn't join the call. Otherwise, we'll go straight into these blues featuring Amy Helm, Carrie Carney Band on WLIWFM. A little slip of the sip. This is Sippy Wallace Bedroom Blues on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
approaching the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay, which means it's time for the Hot Sounds segment underwritten by William Riss Gallery. We do have Carrie Carney joining us. Uh, but first, let's lead him in with Carrie Carney Band, These Blues, featuring Amy Helm on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. This is going to be a tough interview to fit into 10 minutes, but let's take a crack at it. Welcoming back to the program, uh, New York Blues Hall of Fame 
inductee Kerry Carney. Good morning, Kerry. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Janet, as always. So, you know... Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, the, it's really cool that you got to work with Amy Helm and, and do uh, these blues with her. Of course, Levon Helm's daughter. Such a kind... Uh, wonderful person and obviously one heck of a musician. Uh, let's talk about working with her before uh, we talk about Gail Field, as that was a request of hers. Um, what I did was I used to play, uh, I used to work at a studio um, over in Red Hook. And um, Amy was a good friend of the people in the studio and she stopped by all the time. <clears throat> this is before she was really kind of, you know, out there, what, you know, what, what she's been doing now. And this is going back. And uh, it's probably, it's probably about 20 years ago, a little more than 20 years ago. And um, she's hanging out a lot. So we, we started talking a lot and stuff like that. We're in the kind of the same circuit with her dad, but we're doing, we're doing blue shows. And so I used to, once in a while, I'd, I'd, I'd be traveling somewhere and I'd, I'd bump into her again. I'd be like, oh, Amy, how are you? So we, we started talking. And so she started stopping by the studio a lot. And so one day I told her, I said, I have a couple of tunes I'm loving to sing on. She said, I'd love to. And so we did it together like that. And um, it's funny because these blues are not really like a blues song, but it's it's still like a melancholy kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's and, it's because um, I'm, I'm I'm I know that, that Gail always calls me a closeted folky because <laughs> I, I love I love folk stuff too. So I kind of like to put my kind of like instruments that are a little more traditional into things at the same time as playing like that so yeah it was the it was but, the um, least but the yeah least but it was fantastic playing with her. i've not spoke to her in a long long time even when she comes to town i'm always like you know playing somewhere or i'm out somewhere and um i need to connect with her again and maybe uh maybe play that song sometime that'd be fantastic it's the least bluesy track that we played i did all all blues this morning but i put it in there um because i built the playlist around it since it was a a, a personal request from um the leader of Folky Fest itself. Oh, and I just wanted okay. I wanted to have you touch on Gail Field just because, uh, you know, fangirling a bit. I think as far as the music scene is concerned, this is a model um, uh, lover of music. This is someone who really cares about the music scene and really uh, shows her support in all the right ways so, Carrie, just a little bit about your experiences with Gail and feelings. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We need a million Gail Fields. We need 10 million Gail Fields. Because she's this... Uh, I'm trying to explain what it is. Not, many people out there in the music field that run things or do things, they're all like out there in money. They're in for, it for, the, uh, you know, for the whole thing of that. But Gail's in the music it's not right. it's she's the love of it yes. when i first started playing guitar i loved the guitar i i, I you know breathed it, ate it and eventually it became the music business for me i became you know making a living out of music but when you first get into it obviously it, it, the, the the attraction of it is the love of it right. and gail has never lost that love and she keeps it just keeps growing it, it, it's amazing how she is and she has a good vision because she always gets a lot of people together that, um, you know, in kind of different factions of music, different things that are going on. She wants to put them together. And then she'll do, like, the, the Folky Fest of, like, a lot of folk stuff. And then she'll do the Folky Fest of the blues, which will bring in a lot of the blues people at the same time. So she has kind of a wide range of love for it. But without Gail, it, there is no, you know, playing without a person like Gail. Because, you know, you need these people out there. You need these people that love what's going on, not for the money, 
for the right. music and for the vision of what's going on. You know what I mean? And like yourself, you have a love. You can hear the love that you have for radio and for broadcasting and what you do and the people that you bring on and the things that you do and the stuff you can play. I listened before the stuff you could play. It was amazing. It was, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of DJs would not have gone that way. They would have gone BB King. They would have gone, you know, right, right. Robert Cray. Right. They would not have gone, you know, you know, pretty much, you know, Wolf and that thing. They, you know, it, it's, it's you all going right to the roots. You understand what's going on. You see it, you feel it. And it's great. And that's, that's where Gail is. Gail sees all that stuff. She loves 12 string. Of course, I might even bring it. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Her. You never know. Ooh. But, um, but and- yeah, but she, she's. She, she's she's the best though she really is and, and that like I said we need a billion of a billion of her would make the world a peaceful place and I a know place. I be, know it would be the evil of the world you know and and people who really go. uh, going to to shows to appreciate the music um you know I, I do want to touching on the subject of surprise you are the surprise guest for uh folky fest oh. song sung blue this Sunday between two and five honored to host but more excited about the people playing like yourself. We've got Pete Hansen and Frank King B. Latour, which I'm actually going to lead us out of our interview with Shaken Like Jelly that you did with, with Frank, oh, on, yes, with Frank playing, yes. on Smokehouse Serenade. Uh, tip of the hat to Josie Bello, Jonathan Evanson, and Maria Fairchild. Now, that's going to be your second gig of the day. Is that right? Are you coming straight from Great South Bay to the Center Mauritius Community Center? No, the Great South Bay was actually last week. Oh, okay. It was last week. Yeah, no, I played on Saturday last week, too. All right, yeah, cool. yeah, it was It was really, it, it really grew into something that was, it's, it's like, it's just, it's amazing, actually, because it's like what's been happening with the COVID for the past couple of years. I mean, people are finally out. Right. They're all, they were waiting. It was the most beautiful weather ever for an I mean, for the weekend, it was amazing. I know, we've you been know, really could, lucky. So, so Carrie, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's something I've always wanted to ask you. Uh, for those out there who aren't uh, maybe blues fans or don't know anything about the blues, what are they? What are the blues uh, to you? You know, Van Washington once said, it's, it's the truth. That's what it is. And what it is is basically is, it's the best medicine, I feel, for um, for letting out things that, that you have kind of inside that's kind of like crushing you or something like that. Right. Lose is a, uh, it's a way to like express things that are happening to you. It, you can also express yourself when you're happy. I play a lot of happy blues, I, I say. See, blues give you a couple of different ways you can explain it. It's a, um, Makes it's me a, think of uh, Miss, Mississippi John Hurt. I feel like he's got some happy blues. Yeah, you know what it is? It's up-tempo, kind of bouncy. It's they, they call it like Piedmonty. Piedmont right. um, is a form of blues that Blind um, um, Willie Mattel kind of brought into the forefront, kind of the Georgia thing. But, you know, it's funny. This is an interesting thing. This this, this could be for a longer, a longer show, but I'll say it really quick. Mississippi John Hurt sounds like a blues player, but he's from Mississippi, and Mississippi has a delta sound. Right. So it's a total different thing. And so a lot of these blues players back then, even though there was no computer, there was not, you know, they probably couldn't even really afford a radio but it's like it's like it, it kind of interweaves like all of them. they hear each other play different ways and different styles and different way it goes and that's the the, the the tune of it the tone of it Robert Johnson can, can have a um, a little more of a melancholy sound to him 
keys to the Delta, the same place that Mississippi John Hurt's from, but Mississippi John Hurt plays a totally different different way like that. You know, it's almost like a little rag Tommy at the time. Right. And um, it's great you said John Hurt. He's one of the, he's probably my favorite um, acoustic blues player, a country blues player that there is. I love it. And I use a lot of finger-picking techniques that I learned from him in songs right here. There's one called, so, or one of the albums called that song from the Levy. And I, it, it, it's basically, I, I used it as like a palette or Mississippi John Hurt. It was like that, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's like, the Love and Spoonful. I the, have the, the Night the Owl Blues. Mississippi John Hurt song. I, yeah. the, I, I didn't play Night Owl Blues, which is definitely my favorite Love and Spoonful track. I almost snuck okay. it in there again, but I didn't, you know, since we're talking about the Delta Blues, let's tie in Psychedelta and this uh, genre that you're sort of creating uh, or that you've been working with. Talk a little bit about what Psychedelta is. You know, I played with a Grateful Dead band a long time ago, probably about 20, 25 years ago. And I, I brought my dobro with me. They asked me to come to gym. Friends of mine, the I danced on my own. I went jammed, and when I get off the stage, somebody said to me, he goes, wow, it's Psychedelta. Like, Psychedelic, you know, blues. And I was like, Psychedelta, wow, I'm, I'm taking that. that right. Word. That's a great word. You know what I mean? It, and, it, uh, so basically what it is, I try to fuse, like, modern-day kind of jamming with, uh, with with blues music. I play slime one and this and that. So it's like I kind of, like, put it together. So the word is is basically what it is. It's, it's, it's having not-so-grateful Betty in the jam. There's a lot of jam bands, the Grateful Dead, oriented or influenced i more take the jam feel of that but i put in a little more of the the, the southern you know the, the delta blues the chicago blues texas blues all that stuff like that you know what i mean so i put it together and that's what it is i try to make it so it, it, it's fancy too at the same time a lot, a lot of people come to see us it's um a lot of women come to see us and what's good about it is that a husband like a lot of men like guitar playing i feel you know what i mean I'm not stereotype things, but I found this out like if he is. A lot of guys like like how oh, great pop players and blah 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 and that. So it's really hard, voracious stuff. So what I do is I I I fuse together something you can kind of dance to. So women like to dance. So when a when a, when a husband says, "Listen, let's go out and see a band tonight," let's go see Carrie. The, the the wife usually says, "Okay, sounds good. She likes to dance to it." But sometimes it can be very like just monotonous guitar going crazy. So I I, I kind of have like a little bit of a of a I don't know what you would say what I'm looking for but I kind of have this little fusing together of that at the same time too so everybody can like the music I try to do that I try to make it so it's you know it's in everybody's realm something for everybody I I know how that works yeah exactly I try to do that for sure uh, on the show this is actually one of the only shows where I'm only playing one genre and that was purposeful just to uh, tip of the hat for the next Folky Fest coming this Sunday 2 to 5 at the Merch's Community Center. Just to let you know, folks, merch'scommunitycenter.org. If you'd like to see Kerry uh, this Sunday, I'm very honored I will be there as well. Uh, what's cool. funny is you're talking about fusing words, and, and uh, while you were talking about what is the blues, I was thinking about the connections between Buddhism and the blues, and I was thinking, Buddhism. So there's a uh, religion for you uh, blues lovers out there. If you like, if you'd like to create something like that, <laughs> before I let you go, Carrie, and very psyched to see you on Sunday at yes, Mauritius Community Center. Let's talk a little bit about this. Oh, let's just talk about uh, Frank before I let you go, since uh, he's going to be there playing with Pete Hansen, and he is 
featured on Shaken Like Jelly from Smokehouse Serenade. Yes, I, I've known Frank for a long, long time. I first met Frank the first time I played in a while, years ago. He was at a jam. And uh, I remember playing harmonica that day, and I was really blown away by him. And he was uh, he was kind of like uh, taken by my slide playing at the same time. So we had we had after that we had gotten together a few times and talked about playing and it's not that's what's great about the blues community is it it's so interwoven. Yes. Like so many people can jam with so many people. Anybody can just come up and say, you know, what key you win or whatever, blah blah blah, what kind of, you know, and you start a beat and that's it and you all start doing it, which is fantastic. And you know and Frank is tops, he's he's tops on on, on, on the uh, harmonica. Oh, sure. Fantastic. But also, as another treat for that day, I have a beautiful young blues singer that's coming to see me. Oh, come to see me, come to play with me actually on the show, and her name is Cameron Quinlan, and she's one of Jack Lewis's students. And, um, and she played with me at the Great South Bay last week, and she was fantastic. And uh, she's going to come, and we're going uh, to jam it up. All right, so let me write that down. Oh, so, so uh, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-Q-U-I-N-Y. Cameron. Oh, 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 C-A-M-Y. I just want to add her. Yeah. Uh, super psyched. All right. Cameron Quinlan joining Carrie Car- Carney, uh, Josie Bello, Jonathan Evers- Evanson, Maria Fairchild, uh, Pete Hansen, and of course, Frank Kingby Latour. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. That's the one and only Carrie Carney. And so is this with Frank, uh, Dawn, and someone else. Let me see. Uh, oh, Dave Banks, Mario Stiano. Uh, Jerry Sorrentino and David Bennett Cohen. Got to get everyone in there here on the Hot Sound segment, underwritten by William Riss Gallery on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Making sure we get some blind Willie McTell and BB King in before the end of the show. We are less than 15 minutes before the end of this edition of the Heart and All Be Lose edition of the Heart of the East End and Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Uh, appropriately moving from Carrie Carney's Shaken Like Jelly to Jelly Roll Morton's Jelly Roll Blues. Uh, we got Skip James and Jack Owens on deck with Cherry Ball Blues. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Talk about superheroes from the Delta. Skip James. All right, I got Blind Willie on deck. And I got to give a shout out to Rob Europe, wherever he may be. I know he's performing at Green Hill Kitchen. He definitely gave me an education about the Delta, the pre-war country blues. Delta blues, guys. Muddy Waters, B.B. King, and Eric Clapton leading you into the NPR News break. This is Blind Willie McTell and you, whoever you are out there. You're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM.
A nice 30-year jump forward in time from 28 to 58. Muddy Waters, the one and only. If you want to see Muddy's house, you got to head out and down to Mississippi. Go to the Delta Museum. I'm going down in Louisiana. In Clarksdale. I'm going down to Louisiana. Honey, behind the sun. Well, you know, I just find out. I'm going down in New Orleans, hmm, get me a mojo hand. I'm going down in New Orleans, get me a mojo hand. Oh, take me with you, man, when you go. Show all you good looking women just how to treat your man. Let's go back to New Orleans, boy. Thank you. 
11 a.m. always feels like my 3 o'clock, meaning school's out for the day. These are the 3 o'clock blues, B.B. King and Eric Clapton, leading you to the end of this all-blues edition of The Heart of the East End, on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Deep bow to our guests this morning, Michael Kroller, 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 Megan Duffy, and Carrie Carney, as well as our underwriters, Green Hill Kitchen and William Risk Gallery. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. And I can't be satisfied 